0: hi there i'm jason
1: and i'm joseph
0: and this is the trek in a weekly ish podcast talking all things star trek this week we're discussing star trek strange new worlds episode one strange new worlds so let's get into it with the recap in the 23rd century, Starfleet Admiral Robert April recalls Captain Christopher Pike of the USS Enterprise from shore leave after Pike's first officer goes missing on a first contact mission. They travel to the planet Kylie 279 which is in a similar state to 21st century Earth and on the brink of a civil war. They have reverse engineered a weapon from starship warp drives that after witnessing the Discovery mission in nearby space. Pike and his crew rescue Number One from captivity and break Starfleet's General Order One by interfering with a society to convince them to not use the weapon. They avoid repercussions because of the top secret nature of the Discovery mission, but Starfleet doubles down on the rule by renaming it the Prime Directive. Pike recommits to his role and captains the Enterprise on a new five-year mission.
1: Starts out with a bang, you know? You think we are following humans and end up in a control room of alien civilizations discovering a Federation starship. Welcome to the Twilight Zone welcome back star trek that's how i felt about this for the the first pre-credit sequence this felt like star trek this is what i've been wanting since discovery
0: this is what we've all been wanting since discovery yeah
1: and it's like it's not perfect it has its issues and flaws and whatever it's episode one of a new season of a new show but it's conceptually everything i want it's a good solid characters good performances and a standalone story to let us enjoy the performances therein. And you can arc everything within the character development of these characters. And that's enough. You don't need to do anything more. The The galaxy doesn't need to be in turmoil every 15 seconds. You can just tell some really good stories. And this story was a good story. This story is something that would be on outer limits. You know? I like this. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, same. No, I... I this is what we have been asking for.
1: A couple of things are like a little weird. Like why, when we were watching on the day, the earth stood still, are we watching it on a Toshiba flat screen? Why are we calling communicators phones? You know, like, okay, there's some little things here that are kind of like, okay, why? But I, I'm I'm nitpicking because I can nitpick because it's not, everything else isn't bothering me and offending me and my intelligence every 15 seconds. So I can just enjoy and like, okay, that's cute. Um, so let's get to the nitty gritty of it. Like, poor Pike, <laughs> poor, poor, poor Pike. You know, for all the the it taking command and being this really wistful spirit in discovery, which is where we all fall in love with him. By the time we get to him here, he's sad. He's he's a mountain man. He's he's suffering hard. You know, he can't really talk about his issue with anyone because it's always classified. So he really is just suffering alone by himself this this poor future that he got to witness of what his what will happen to him in ten years, you know, which is the beginning of the original series the the menagerie, the cage that's oh, it's just so sad
0: when I was re-watching this with Christy when he is all beardy in the beginning and he's riding around in the snow on a horse, we both were like that is one fuckable Santa,
1: yeah, no he's he he definitely has that vibe and like also it's interesting like Picard and Kirk all have like horse fetishes so like if you're a captain of the Enterprise apparently you also own a horse
0: you know I do feel bad for him that he knows his fate but I also kind of think that like in a way even though his fate really sucks it's sort of freeing like if you get stuck in like a shitty situation you know that this isn't going to be the end True. I
1: mean, he even said that, like, listen, no one's going to die today, but it, I think he's also scared of, like, that element, too, because he did talk about it with Spock afterwards. Like, is his fate changeable? Is it? Is it able to be rewritten? He's going to second-guess everything at this point in time. So he's just being tortured about it all. Like, yeah, it maybe if it is completely true, he knows he's going to at least live to that date, but, you know, any second, he, he it could alter anything. He can die elsewhere. Who, who knows? Because we saw that mentality on disco where he went in there was like well i'm not gonna die today i've been told i'm gonna die later so i'm gonna go in there and handle this bomb shit so you know it's it is what it is he's handling it as best he can um the tos designs of the sets with the modern twist of everything just makes me happy this i love it i i want just the shuttle watching that shuttle which is such a love letter to the original series galileo like, oh my god. It just made me extremely happy. Robert April, which obviously made mention that he was once his Pike was once his first officer.
0: He's finally canon now. Yeah.
1: I imagine Robert April was the first captain of the Enterprise, and that's making the Enterprise really, really old. Cause like you'd imagine, like he was first officer in the Enterprise for a little while before Robert April became admiral. So let's add ten years. We know there's gonna be ten years of usage under Pike's command, so that's twenty years. And Kirk in the original series, let's add to it. So it's a forty-year-old starship by the time we get to the movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't make them like they used yeah, to. Yeah, I
1: mean that Constitution class, like, damn, <laughs> that is an old ship. We, I mean Enterprise D and its Galaxy class glory lasted what ten years? Uh, maybe like a dozen. No, it's, next generation was seven years. That you'd imagine, and it was its maiden voyage going out the far point. We'd add. I I'd give them. Three years between all good things and generations. And that's as max as I'm giving you. And that's really just to round out the numbers. And then gets destroyed in generations. So the Enterprise D was a less than 10-year ship. The intro, loved it. The re- TOS remix was amazing. Loved the visuals, even though it was heavily inspired by Star Trek Voyager.
0: How do you like uh, them including to pring Because I, I kind of dig this actress. And I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, like, her, they actually flesh her out instead of her just being Spock's crazy would-be wife. So, um, one,
1: oh my god, we're at a Vulcan bar. I want to go there. I want to go to that Vulcan bar, and I want to have a drink at that Vulcan bar. I want to be kicked out because I'm making out with someone on that Vulcan bar. And even though in a mock time I'm, like, sitting there being like, oh, Tupring, you're such a bitch. In this, I'm really into her. I'm really into T'Pring. I love how she speaks. Every piece of dialogue I'm holding on to. The actress is nailing the 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 vulcanness and the very specific playfulness that the the Pring has, and I'm loving it. I'm kind of on her side when when Pike calls up and Spock uh, to Spock, and the night is ruined. I love the line. It was like, "Are you naked?" No, no, no. But he was about to be. It's our special night, and like the 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 layers of of just like annoyance in her voice i love it Ugh, fucking mountain man ruining it all
0: yeah cock blocking captain pike
1: i'm here for i love to prank. i really hope she gets developed in more of a character i know there's going to be at least another episode with her in it this season so i hope there's more i hope we see this relationship turn into something you're establishing this is a long-distance relationship but that there's going to be a thing going on between this she's like don't make this a habit We know it's going to be a habit because we know how this relationship ends.
0: It's absolutely going to be a habit. That being
1: said, we know this relationship has to last for 10 years. Everything is 10 years plus. The math is if the menagerie is not going to happen for at least 10 years. Correct. So let's say 11 years. From now, Kirk is in command of the Enterprise, season one of the Star Trek, the original series. So that we got 11 years for this relationship to go on until they break up. So she'll be in the show for the entire season, for the entire series
0: damn spock really fucked it up
1: yeah man it's like unless they they were <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna be on the side of the pring so far that's that's where i'm at i'm choosing my loyalties. sorry spock um when we're just getting to the ship the tour of the shuttlecraft to the ship was very reminiscent obviously of the motion picture. You know, the, the, there's no wonder in the eyes of Pike, like Kirk had. It's a very different scene. And obviously, Pike is tortured at this point in time.
0: Yeah, he's like, be, he's like begrudgingly he's, coming Yeah, he's like, it. I don't
1: want to be here. And he explained it to, to everyone why. It's like, I'm second-guessing everything. This is not how a captain should be. I don't feel comfortable with this. So he has to put on a face. And he's being told in order that he has to do this. But he doesn't really want to be there because he's, he's questioning himself. He's not... Being emo or self ingratiated, he just knows that as a captain, he is compromised, and he obviously doesn't want to do that. He's an honorable man; he does not want to be compromised. So, ugh, there's so much character development here, and they do it well. So, I'm I'm glad. Like when he says nobody dies, like he means him. You know, there's there's a, there's a fear in his head and his heart. He's being tortured by his reflections. It's always happening. It's haunted. Um So
0: by the back end of the episode, he comes to the conclusion that he's a lucky man, and he seems pretty excited to get back out there
1: yeah i mean i think the episode helped process some of those emotions he's like i'm accepting that knowing my fate i might be able to do something about it or embrace it or you know like learn from it and that's that's what he said when he was saying like this growth can happen out there you know like talking to non young know nuni and that that i think reminded him of why he's out there so i'm hoping that we continue that we'll see that him constantly process and and understand what this vision is and how he can make it work for him you know it's a good balance you know this science fiction story is wrapped up in moving character drama that's what we need is what we deserve it's what we've been asking for this entire time you know and plus we get it beyond this beautiful ship this beautiful version of the enterprise like i want that interior designer for my home like i love these sets so much i love the sets so much they're not 60s but they're like It's just an improved version of it. Like I can say that like without feeling like I'm betraying the the beauty of the original series. Like it is just an improved modern version of those sets, but way better. And I love them. I love them so much. I want to live there.
0: You want to bunk up in the crew? Yeah.
1: I want to go to the freaking bar that we see in the front of the ship, the observation lounge. Like I want to be there. Um, Build that pop-up and I will spend any amount of money to go there for a night. Uh, I like the fact, little little shout out to the Archer. You know, the, the ship that they're on, uh, that the science team was on, was the Archer. Even though I felt like Archer deserved a better ship than being a one cell science vessel.
0: Yeah, it was kind of dorky looking, but honestly, that character was pretty awful. But I had a question about that. Why were there only three crew members on that entire ship? I don't know.
1: I mean, it's a small ship. It looked like it only had three decks in the first place because that's really all it had. It had one nacelle um, and and a saucer that seemed like it was almost like the Grissom early science scout vessels, which you could probably run on a skeleton crew. Though I even think that was too big for them. There should have at least been a dozen people on that ship, but whatever. It's a scout class science vessel, it seems. I've seen that design before in, in, you know, Star Trek construction manuals and things like that when I was a kid, but I, I don't remember the name of the class.
0: You mentioned her briefly. Wh- what do you think about Lon?
1: Lon, I mean, I think she's being set up for a um, a major tiered character. Um, I think she has a tragic backstory.
0: A, re- a really kind of gruesome backstory. I
1: kind of want her to ask, I kind of want to ask her to, op- um, to open up a jar of pickles for me. Um, she's very reminiscent of the Orville security officer, just way more intense and way more tragic. But I like her. I like her backstory, even though it's fucking horrific. And but I know I'm pretty sure there's gonna be more. I like this I think they're just setting us up and setting her up. Um,
0: I mean, clearly, there's gonna be a shoe that drops at some point. yeah,
1: like it's obvious. like there's no there's gonna be a twist. I get it. she's a survivor, and everyone's being like, oh, you read the report, you know. But I'm pretty sure this stuff left out of that report. Um, and something was gonna go down. I just don't know what. And we'll find out. Maybe she's a spy, or maybe she's maybe there's another Brent Spiner cameo happening around the bend. Who fucking knows? Um, we will find out. I'm I'm still here for it. Her. I love her character. I love all the characters. Nurse Chapel is fucking awesome.
0: She's got a personality. Like she's actually like it's kinda of quirky and weird. I love it. Yeah,
1: she's very quirky and weird, very indie girl. I I I dig that. She's into the new tech and just experimenting with shit. Love the doctor. He seems fun.
0: And Benga. And he was also a character in two episodes.
1: In the original series, yeah. Um and so I'm all I'm loving everyone I've seen so far. The bridge crew is fun. Um everyone just needs a little bit of developing, which obvious they'll get to it episode one.
0: The new Uhura is adorable. Yes,
1: new Uhura is adorable. I love the fact that you can tell she was listening on all the chatter, understanding it, and learning their languages and learning their culture. So when that guy escaped, he was just like so happy to be geeking out with somebody before he got, you know, put down again. But for that moment, he was just so happy that a girl was talking to him about shit he seemed to know about and be interested in. So I thought that was really cute and really sweet for the little for the little weeb. <laughs> I'm I just yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I I think Spock comes across as a little angry and angsty sometimes, but you know, like I I think that's a different take on his human side. That's fascinating. I like that. We got a, um, a mention of Michael for a moment,
0: a little acknowledgement of like the discovery plot. We get a little shout out to Michael. And then we also like the entire reason the civilization had warp is because of season two finale for discovery.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, um, (laughs) I love the line that it's like, when when we beamed into the alley, why is it always an alley? You know, because it always is an alley in all the like early TOS episodes. They always beam down to random alleys. Um, also shout out to the fucking CGI people who worked on that city. That is probably the most realistic alien city ever in a Star Trek episode ever to date.
0: Yeah, it was immaculate. It was
1: fucking gorgeous. Seeing the Enterprise above that city was a gorgeous shot. Um, uh, amazing. So like. Keep doing what you're doing. Love it. They called it a warp bomb. I mean, pretty much it's an antimatter bomb. But like, all right, we don't need to call it antimatter bomb.
0: That'll just confuse the normies. Yeah,
1: I guess so. But yeah, it's a warp bomb, I guess. I like the fact that we were talking about, again, like, both civil wars on this equation. So it's acknowledgement that we're probably going to have another civil war in our near future. And the footage that was shown was from the January 6th riot.
0: Very timely. So I was like, wow, they just, they're just being political
1: like star trek does like star trek does like this is this and that to me equals star trek they're making long-winded progressive liberal rants in star trek again that tells me this is star trek
0: it's how we know we're home
1: yeah it, it it felt real
0: it's like we've it's like we've been living in a hotel like a like a nice hotel like a hotel that like looks really nice on the outside but we just want to go home and now maybe we're home
1: yeah no this and that's that sells it it's it sells the The hope and the possibility and the inspiration to move on to another time. And that's the thing. Star Trek is supposed to challenge your views and supposed to try to make you into better people. And Discovery tries to scream at us to do it. You know, do what I say, not what I do. Picard doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. Which is sad, because it's about Picard. And Picard, to me, represents Star Trek's spirit and soul wholeheartedly for an in next generation completely and so you'd expect Picard to 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 take that as well but they don't they the writers and the showrunners do not know how to handle Picard and it's all over the place but discovery is the problem is it's you know do what i say not what i do and it doesn't have that inspirational hook whereas this does this is star trek reminding us inspiring us to be better people and to make better choices and that's kind of what always Star Trek was about. Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Next Generations, extremely, especially even TOS in the movies. Like It's about be- making better choices as human beings. Um, and Strange New Worlds has started, and it reminds me that that's what Star Trek was about. And I'm happy. It's refreshing.
0: I, just, I was smiling throughout the entire episode oh, while too. I was watching me it. Too.
1: I watched it like four times by now.
0: The one thing that I really want to talk about, though... Is that Kirk swerve at the end. Yeah,
1: it's Sam Kirk, Kirk's brother.
0: With his shitty mustache and all. He looks like Ryan from The Office. He does look like Ryan from The Office. So,
1: like, okay. And it's going to be that interesting dynamic where he, like, he works for Spock now. So, okay. We'll see how this goes. Eventually, we're going to get James Kirk in the show next season. Um, So, something's going to happen to his brother, I bet.
0: We know what ultimately happens to his brother. Yeah.
1: So something's going to go down to bring Kirk, Jim Kirk, on board.
0: I smiled so hard, though, because the entire episode, you hear Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. And then when this guy walks onto the bridge with his mustache, Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't fucking believe they did that.
1: They did that.
0: (laughs) They did that shit. They really did. And they knew
1: what they were doing. They knew they were going to just make a whole bunch of Star Trek fans be like, all right, we're giving you what you want. You give what you want. But not everything which you want. We're just giving you what you need. Don't worry, it's coming, but you're gonna have to earn it first. Like, all right, you assholes, but I'm still doing it with a smile. I'm quite content with it all. You know? You got me. You got me. You got me and it's okay. Cause you're better than Discovery and you're way better than Picard. So I will fucking take it.
0: Now let's just hope they can keep this up for the season.
1: Yeah, of course. The one the one thing I'm slightly disappointed in is next generation. Deep Space Nine and Voyager all had two hour premieres or at least two part premieres. Like most Trek even discovery had a two, a a two part premiere. And I feel like this is just going into the first episode. I don't remember enterprise. If enterprise got a two hour premiere, I think so. It did. Yeah. And this didn't we, and it was fine. I loved the one hour pilot. It was great. It was Star Trek. Obviously I've just been gushing for the last 20 minutes about it. It is well done. Wouldn't change anything. But I'm a little like, all right, you didn't give us the fanfare that I feel like it deserved to do like a two-hour premiere. And that's it. I'm just annoyed by that. But otherwise, it was balanced. It was amazing. It has me wanting more. Here we go. This is what we've been wanting. Let's go to work.
0: All right. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the TheTrekInPod. And feel free to send us any questions, concerns, comments, complaints at TheTrekInPod at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Joseph.
0: Thank you for listening, and we will trek in with you next week.
1: Hailing the frequencies closed. Good night.